Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships after 40. Today, I'm going to be speaking with speaker, author, and coach Darlene Corbett on getting unstuck and overcoming obstacles in dating. For the past 11 years, I have been a love and women's empowerment coach, and I have really loved helping women over 40 enter into the best relationships they've ever had. And many times they're finding love for the first time in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. And, oh, my God, I love, I love helping women find lasting love. And the secret is that they found their value first. They learn to honor and value themselves, to set boundaries, to speak up as a woman of value. And as I advance the Women of Value movement, I am supporting women further by giving women at work accessible tools to teach other people how to treat them and by showing them how valuing themselves is simply not negotiable in life, love, and work. Every week I bring you a tip on how to become a woman of value, and this week's tip is to be vulnerable. It is so important if we want to have deep relationships that we have to be, we have to ditch perfection and Be willing to share what's hard. Be willing to share the tough emotions. Be willing to admit when we're wrong. I just gave a one-hour class on having a difficult conversation to a corporation. And one of the things I talked about was that if you notice that you're getting defensive during a conversation, it's really helpful to just say, I'm noticing that I'm feeling a little defensive now because your voice got louder and it sounds like you're angry. I mean, just saying something like that can put somebody at ease and it could put you at ease. And it really connects you because you're being open and vulnerable and real. So, um, so please take that on today um, and see how you can be a little bit more vulnerable in your conversations. Um, So before I bring Darlene on, I just wanted to remind everybody that I have a free Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. And we have thousands of women in there who are over 40 and dealing with relationships. Some of them are in relationships. Some of them are hoping to have relationships. But what makes this group really special is that the focus is on being a woman of value first and learning how to stop bashing men, blaming men for your problems, but take responsibility and know when to walk away from the wrong relationships. So go to Facebook and go to groups and enter your last first date and join us. So now for my guest, Darlene Corbett. She is a professional speaker, author, and licensed therapist and coach. She is an expert in helping people get unstuck. She is a high-content speaker with an engaging style, and audiences lead with enthusiasm and the tools to begin the process of getting unstuck. She's been in the people business for over 30 years, and she has been quoted in many top media, including Bustle and Best Life. She has written many blogs that can be found 
on DarleneCorbett.com. She's on LinkedIn, 60andMe, and her book, Stop Depriving the World of You, was published by Sound Wisdom in November of last year. So join me now for episode number 341, Getting Unstuck and Overcoming Obstacles in Dating. Welcome to the show, Darlene. Thank you so much, Sandy. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, um, first of all, like, what made you get so interested in this unstuckness? What, what is it about unstuckness that, <laughs> that is appealing to you? Well, you know, and I've been in the people business, as you, as you noted, for so many years, and I see people get stuck, and they, some people don't think they can change, or they don't think people around them can change. And I cannot tell you how many people have come into my office and they say, Darlene, so-and-so's in my life, they're never going to change. And I look at them, I said, are you kidding? I said, everyone is capable of getting unstuck. Life can be a beautiful thing, as we know, and it's topsy-turvy, but there are many obstacles along the way. We, we get over one obstacle, there's another in front of us, and we have to keep trying to overcome it, otherwise we do stay stuck. So I see that we, it in some ways gives an excuse to people. They can't change. That's just the way they are. And I'm thinking, oh, no, no, no. I've seen so many people make changes, you know, from all the way throughout the life cycle. So I, I decided I'm going to take what I've seen and what I've, I've worked with all these years and really begin to write and speak about it because it's really something I've, I feel very passionately about, that everyone is capable of getting unstuck in whatever way that is for them. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you, but I think a lot of times people come in trying to change the other person. So how does that work? Yes, you're right. And what I say to them is you cannot change them. If they choose, you're absolutely correct. If they don't, if they choose not to change, you can't change them, but you can change you. And that's going to change something in the relationship because, you know, it it impacts. If you make a change, it's going to impact someone or many more than one person around you and sometimes the person that doesn't want to change also doesn't want you to change because then it Mm -hmm. makes them have to look at things you know so I agree yeah it's if that person chooses it's but it's about choice and am I saying I don't mean to make this simple or easy it's not but it can be done Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah so I agree with you bye no, and it's it's so important to know that because if we're trying to control somebody else, that backfires. But when we make shifts, often people will shift around us. So I right. I really think this is an important message for people to hear. So let's bring it to dating, our topic yes. of the day. Um, so what is what do you think is the biggest obstacle in the world of dating? You know, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm I'm pleased to see you're serving women over 40 because it's it's a whole market that maybe 30, 40 years ago you would have said there's hardly anyone out there. And now the good news is there's lots of people out there. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think values. I think people being authentic, being themselves. And I think the biggest issue is a couple of issues. One is I think that trust is an issue. And there is a lot of deception out there, as you know, in the dating world. And People have been burned because they have, and so they become much more cautious going forward. But I always tell people you you can be cautious and you can examine, but you don't want to give up because you don't know what's around the corner. So I think people, so one is trust, two is giving up. People are saying, no, there's no one out there. 
And I would say those are the two biggest things, as well as if someone can trust being able to be authentic. And finally, being flexible, recognizing relationships with you people. You know, you have to, if you want to make room for someone, you can't say, well, I'm busy for the next five weeks. I'll call you when I get, you know, have time. Well, why are you even trying to date at this point? There has to be some willingness to compromise no matter what, at what point in life that you are in the dating world. Yeah, this, this is, these are all big issues that I see. And I, I think when people don't work on their stuff, they carry it into the next relationship and they start thinking that nobody is trustworthy and nobody's authentic and I'm not going to be flexible because then I will take my guards down and you'll be able to walk all over me, right? So the people have a whole lot of beliefs that they bring in. And I I had a, a client that I spoke to this morning and she was feeling really disheartened by online dating. It just felt draining it felt it, it was her anxiety was going up, so I had her reframe online dating and come up with another way to see it. And so we came up with like walking into a mall and trying to buy a beautiful dress for a special occasion. So you're going to go, you're going to pass some stores that are totally not. They don't even sell dresses. You know, they might be appliance stores, yeah. and there might be. Like cooking stores. So you, you're not going to pay attention. You're not going to go, oh, my God, I can't believe that cooking store is being so deceptive. Um, <laughs> and, right. and then you finally you land on the store that maybe it has the right dress, but it's in the wrong color. Um, so you keep trying until you get the right fit. But it's not like you just walk in and go, oh, my God, I can't believe not every single thing in this mall is not right for me. That's right. That's a really lovely visualization to get them to think a little uh-huh. bit outside of the box. Symbolically, yes. Yeah, I think when you have a metaphor, it helps because I find that mindset yes. can be so limiting. And I had another client who saw it as a, an amusement park. So she looked at it as fun. And, you know, some rides are going to be too fast and some are going to make you throw up. <laughs> some are going to be, right. you know, they're going to have height requirements. <laughs> um, so right. she was able to actually have fun with it. And I think, you know, so, so let's get into online dating since we're talking about it. Yes. Um, and yes. that is one of the main ways that people date. So, yes. um, you know, let, let's talk about being realistic. In dating, so yeah. what do you have to say to help people be more realistic as they they hit the dating world? Yes, I'm so glad you're asking that because I'm thinking as you're talking, and I'm talking all the way from very young people throughout the life cycle again. And you know, I sit with some of these people that have this criteria: they have to ski and bike and basically do everything under the sun; otherwise, they're not going to fit the the mode. And I look and I say, listen. I said, you know, I understand we we do want to find like-minded activities, but you can also develop some together. The other thing is I say, you don't have to do exactly the same thing. If you ski or your spouse doesn't, maybe they can go with you for a weekend and do other things. I said, sometimes by having different interests, it brings a richness to the relationship. So I try to get people Mm -hmm. to think about that because there's a lot of that check marks around activities. And the other thing is, you know, obviously – physicality is, look, you know, we all know attraction is mysterious, but at least, what do you have to lose by going out for a cup of coffee? Go out for a half hour. If it doesn't, maybe you'll meet a new friend. So I do, I think the, the good news is there's online dating, which avails itself to so many ages, you know, from 20s to 70 plus. 
the bad news is it sets up a, a kind of a mysterious, if I don't, if you don't fit this, forget it. And I think there's a lot of fear involved, a lot of rigidity involved again. And I think it, so there's mainly good, but the not so good, unrealistic expectations that seem to be heightened because you have this list or this, this criteria that you feel you have to abide to or else. Yeah, it's a, those are really good points. I think that also having the same activities is not the same as having the same value system and the same worldview, right. which are much more sustainable than activities. I, and I, I once had a, a potential client who called me and she said, I need to be with somebody who plays golf. It's a must-have. And so I said, okay, let me, let me challenge you on this. What would happen if, because um, she loved golf so much, I said, so if you married a guy and he played golf and then he broke his leg and, or his right. arm and he couldn't play golf anymore, would you divorce him? Right. Good, great I mean, question. We, we really, right? So we need, to, we need to look deeper. And also I agree so much that we don't want clones of ourselves. Like find somebody That's who's right. got interests that you can grow into and learn from and have separate interests and separate lives on some level because especially if you're this age, you're not going to want to be right. with somebody 24-7. That's not healthy. That's right. That's right. You know, it's, it's, I agree. I, I, it's interesting you say that. I've used that example. I said, what if they, went, what if they fall down they can never ski again or bike again? You, you know, mm-hmm. what if they care? Most, most important thing is how do they treat you as a human being? And I know that may sound so cliche and so old-fashioned, but it really is about the essence of how you two connect and loyalty and being caring. And uh, I think we're losing a lot of that these days. And maybe it's always been like that on some level, but I really think because everything is so exhibitionistic now and voyeuristic and you see and so much that you, you lose sight of what really is most important. So true. And, and, one of my group monitors from my Facebook group, I have eight monitors to help me run this group because it's, it's big and I yeah. want to keep it with strict guidelines, um, which makes us really unusual in the, in the dating world um, yes. of groups. Um, and my monitors are very smart and they, they post really thought-provoking things. And one of them talked about belief systems and how – when she was younger, she had certain belief systems about sex and marriage, and they've changed a lot, and also about dating within your religion and dating within your race. And Yes. Um, yes. So this is, you know, you talked before about inflexibility, and I think that when you look at what's really important, you start to really question, is this really a deal breaker? And, is, and right. can I open myself up to people who are really different than what I thought? Often love comes in that surprise package. It's not what you expected. It's it's everything you needed, but you had no idea. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, it's interesting yeah. you say that because I, I have a lovely person I see. You know, she's in the dating world. She's very educated. She wanted somebody very educated, but and and she and I reminded her of this. She said, "Well, at least as long as I have a bachelor's." And I said, well, "You know." I said, I understand that, but when you get older, people can acquire knowledge in different ways. And there was a man, I reminded her of this a few years ago, that had his own business, built a big business and was, 
she wouldn't even consider going out with him. And I wanted to say, I mm-hmm. said to her, but why? If he doesn't, if he's not well read or you don't feel he's on your level intellectually, okay, but give it, at least meet him. I mean, there wasn't even a consideration yeah. to meet him. Yeah, it's a very common thing a, that yeah. even yeah. people have to have a doctorate and a master's degree. And the I, truth is, you know, there are brilliant people who have, like you yes. said, acquired knowledge along the way. Who, I mean, I have kids who didn't graduate college. Um, one of yes. my three kids graduated college. They're all brilliant, you know, and right. my son took like two classes and said, school's not for me. I'm teaching myself. And he went and read all the classics. Yes. He taught himself guitar. He taught him. himself how to, how to do art. I mean, he's, he's such an interesting person. And, yes. you know, and if people don't give people a chance, they would never know that. And so it's, That's right. you know, when you look at the outside, but it's important to dig underneath. Like, so why is that degree important? And like you said, so if right. it's about intellectual stimulation, then look for that. Don't look for the right. the outside symbol. That's right. Um, so That's what, right. Yeah. Um, I wondered if you had some tools for getting unstuck. So let's say somebody's really just stuck on all these things. They're they're inflexible. They have trouble trusting. Um, is there an exercise that you can share to help get unstuck? Well, you know, one of the, you know, my background is besides being a therapist, is a hypnotherapist also. And there's a lot of myths about hypnosis. So many people, they, they shy away from it. So I refer to it as mental rehearsal or intense visualization. But essentially hypnosis is a, is a form, it's just a, it's focused attention. So that's what all, if you want to call it whatever you want, it's using focused attention to try to change the way you see the world. And now this is a process, obviously, but one of the things I often tell people is I, I have my unstuck from my, I made an acronym out of it, actually, and I use you as the unique. Think about your uniqueness. Really begin to study and visualize and because so many people don't think they're special. Now, when I say special, I don't mean that in a, an, a, an arrogant way or I'm above everyone, but more the uniqueness and essence of you because if they let themselves get more in touch with it, they don't know where it will go. They don't know what tools or skills or gifts they have that have stayed submerged or dormant for years. The other thing I do is I take the letter N. I remind them it's new. When they focus on the past, they go, look, I'm a therapist. I understand there's two purposes to the past. One is savor those wonderful moments that you have because they're gone. So why not try to embed them in our brain? And two, what have you learned so you can catapult more towards the now and the future? S is for strength. Think about what your strengths are. Again, really have people sit down and visualize and write this down. I actually give people the exercise with unstuck. It's simple, it's, it's, e- it's simple, but it's not easy because you're trying to get people to think a little bit more. What makes them tenacious? We know the most successful people are not the most educated, the most brilliant, the most, the most so many things. It's their tenacity. U for unique again. Mm-hmm. C is for creative. And finally, K is for knowledge. I don't care how you acquire it, but always be open and think about, are you closing yourself off? So I give this and I have people visualize. And I'd give it to them to take home or if we're in a, if I'm in a presentation, write it down. And it got, it, somebody told me that one of the audience participants, it got them to think about themselves in a way they had in a long time, a positive way. Because I think we get caught up in our insecurities 
and we let those embed within us, and then it feels like you can never get out of them. Mm. So you're taking the letters for unstuck, and if you could go yes. over those one more time. Um, so sure. So U is for so your uniqueness unique. and gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people often say, to remind people, though, they'll say, well, so-and-so is friendly. I'm friendly. So-and-so is friendly. I said, yes, but that's different for you. It's, your, you, it's, it's unique for you. And try to not compare. That's what happens. And it's for new. The past is done. Mm-hmm. There's only two reasons. And sometimes we have to revisit it, but the only purpose is to get you out of it. You know, sometimes people get stuck in the past. How do we move mm-hmm. and go forward again? S is for strength. Yep. Think about your inner strength. Mm-hmm. T is for tenacity. The, the, mm-hmm. big, the greatest ingredient for success. U is for unique again. Re, reinforce that. C is mm-hmm. for creative. We create. We've been created. And K is for knowledge. In whatever way you want to acquire it, to always be open, be a lifelong learner in some form. And yeah, I think if you it. keep those in mind and visualize it, yeah. So keep them in mind and just keep bringing them to Practice mind. Practice That's right. Yeah. For example, you can t- take each day and say, I'm going to look in the mirror and say, what's unique about me? Change your body position and say your uniqueness and just keep saying it over and over. Repetition. Changing mm. habits, old habits that start in the conscious, then they go to the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Great. So, yeah, people really have trouble saying what makes them special. I remember years ago I did my first course on dating after 40, and I said, what what makes you unique? And there was silence. And then one person says, I have nice hair. And I was like, okay, we're going to work on this. (laughs) Um, And also I think our whole lives we're taught to be humble, don't brag, it's haughty, it's arrogant, right. and right. It's, and then we, we lose the ability to speak about ourselves or to really focus on what we do well and who we are at our core. And that's the part that's of right. us that we want to share in the dating world. That's um, right. I always tell people yeah. confidence, not arrogance. There's a difference, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, confidence is important. And you can tell the difference when you're dating somebody. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so a little bit more about um, the dating world today. And um, I'd love to hear if you think it's easier for men than women in the dating world today. You know, I would say some things haven't changed in 5,000 years. But if you, some of the men I sit with, they're lovely, they're bright, they're open. They will say it's not so easy either. And so I do think it's a challenge for both. I think that both, you know, it's interesting. I, I would, if you asked me this, you know, years ago, I'd say, no, it's much easier for men. I'm not so sure it is these days. I, I think that they don't, they have more difficulty sometimes relating. They don't show their true, their best, they don't put their best foot forward sometimes. But yeah, the problem is women, uh, they won't, uh, the thing with men is they often want somebody younger, although, again, that's shifting. Mm-hmm. Where women, it's not the case. I, I think you're starting to see a shift in that. But, you know, I think it's still a little bit easier, but I wouldn't say it's as easy as it was in the past. That that I would say. I would, I would 
definitely say that it's changing, it's shifting. How about you? Yeah, what do you think? I think it is. Um, I think there are certainly a lot of men who are dating with their ego and not not with their yes. heart, and so they want the younger yes. woman, and they want you know they just want to have sex. But and there are women who also want casual relationships. Yes, I think that one of the biggest issues is that people aren't opening up enough, and they're not speaking their truth. Um, people are texting instead of talking. This is a big issue. So we get yes. stuck in an online dating conversation. It goes back and forth. So you like music. Oh, yeah, me too. What do you like? Okay, yeah. Okay, we didn't go anywhere. So I forgot about you because I don't really know you. Right. So just, you know, and you're not making a real connection. So people need to learn you're how to right. flirt more, how to get off text and say what you want. So if you really want to get off text, you have to say, you know what, I don't like the text. Um, yes. I've had men who've said that to me, but it's rare. You know, you get you get people yes. who just go back and forth, back and forth. Um, so I think that's one of the issues. Is technology is a challenge, and I yes. think we have to we have to take a stand for that. I think you're so right. I've I've done the same thing. I actually wrote a blog about the protracted virtual relationship because I had a client that once said. Well, he doesn't want to see me. He doesn't want to connect. I said, well, I didn't know you two met. She said, we didn't. I said, I did not know you had a phone conversation. She said, we didn't. It was all through texting and email. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So I'm with yeah. you. I encourage you. You need you, the virtual relationship. Get Cut it short and get meet. And then you, if you don't feel it's a connection, fine. But at least meet the person. At least hear their voice, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we don't know any. I mean, we're making up a whole theme about who this person is, a whole story, if we're not meeting yeah. or or at least talking. And I yeah. I did that in the beginning of dating after my divorce, and I made I made this mistake once where I built a whole relationship where there was none. And by the time we met, it was such a disappointment because we really couldn't connect in person and. From that day on, I just said, you know what, I'm meeting as soon as possible. I'm not going to get involved in a long conversation with somebody before we meet and share my heart and soul because it almost always ends in disappointment if you do that because you've already built something so huge in your mind. So I think we just, we have to be realistic. We have to... um, we also have to just, it's, it's not online dating, it's online connecting. It's the dating part is what right. we have to do offline. <clears throat> right. Um, so, yeah, this is this is a really great conversation, Darlene. I'm, I'm enjoying talking to you, and I can see how, you, you know, even though this isn't your, your sole area of expertise, you certainly have had a lot of um, conversations and coaching and, and um, therapy with people who are, in this world, and, yes. um, you, you know, so you have a lot of wisdom and a lot to say on the topic. Um, so any final words about yes. how, um, well, I'd like you to Can share, I share first how, well, just I think how, how you think, oh, okay, no, I would love to hear that, um, and maybe you can Real quickly. Soon, but I always like to ask my my guests this um any words of advice for them to go on their last first date? So if if uh, if that story is related to that, then that's great, and otherwise we'll hear both. It is, real quickly. So I have a, a friend, sure. an acquaintance friend, and she hadn't dated in years, 
And last summer I had lunch. He's over 70. She says, Darlene, I met somebody. We met a few months ago. We've been traveling. We share the same values, just as you spoke of. And I spoke with her recently, and she said, Darlene, we got engaged. I was like, oh, my Mm. goodness. I said, I'm going to share this story, obviously non-identifying, but just so people believe that love, the second half of which the first is made. So there you go. Mm, I love that. There are so yeah. many great stories like that. And I think, you know, people yeah. look at the, the bad stories and they say, oh, look, see, it doesn't work. And I think we need to look at the stories of hope and tell ourselves that it's just a matter of finding the right person. Yes. So Couldn't is, agree that more. Your, is that your yeah. story is just to stay hopeful? Is that your, your message of, of going on your last date? My message of going on your last date is you never know when the next person will come along because this lovely person said she was about to go offline or I can't remember if she or he was about to go offline. One of them was about to, and then they met them, and that was that. Mm. So you never know if the next person you meet is going to be the one. Right. Yeah, often people quit something right before. <laughs> You're right at the That's last right. finish line, and right? Um, That's so, right. Darlene, tell, tell everybody how they can find your work. Sure. They can go to my website, darlenecorbett.com, and they can sign up for my newsletter if they'd like. It goes out sometimes monthly, sometimes every other, sometimes every few, but it's short and sweet. I'm all over social media under Darlene Corbett Unstuck. But on my website, there's lots of blogs, lots of articles they can read and peruse, and they can just around getting unstuck. And sometimes it's about relationships as well as other things. And they can take a look at my book if they choose. It's, it's on Amazon. It's on all the websites of books, Bonds and Nobles, Amazon. Stop Depriving the World of You, because I really believe we all need to continue on our path of Stop Depriving the World of Us. Mm, what a beautiful message. Well, thank you, Darlene. Yes. Thank you for doing this work in the world and for, for coming on my show today. Yes, thank you. Mutual ad- mutual respect also to you, and thank you, and it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thanks, everybody, for listening today. And if you love our show, please give us a rating and review. It really helps us to bring more people to listen And um, I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.